Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. This afternoon, I'm joined by my good friend Taylor, the Deep Impact, to my Armageddon. How are you doing this afternoon, Taylor? What's Armageddon? Armageddon? <laughs> What's Armageddon? Oh, don't you know it's Armageddon? I don't know what that even means, but I guess I'm going to take it as a compliment. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay, though. You know, the weather's nice. It's too hot. I've been inside as my hermit self. And, you know, just been thinking about football. Yeah. It's what I do, football, man. Football, 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 football. I've just football. been obsessed because who cares about baseball, right? Nothing's going on in baseball. Well, baseball's dead to me. Okay. Well, now there's we're getting personal yeah. with you. Baseball's dead. Yeah, okay. I don't really get personal about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thank God. I mean, my, my life's in shambles, but hopefully oh everything ends up okay. Why are we? So we didn't, we didn't do a show on Tuesday. I haven't had a chance to write all this week. My life's in shambles. But somehow I was able to carve out an hour of my life. Like if this was a uh, a jack o' lantern, like this is a one little eye I was able to carve out to this show today, because that's how much I care about you and and our loyal listeners out there. That's good. Well, you have to care about our four million listeners, and also at the same time, your life is in shambles. Listen, you should just. How long have you had your car? Uh, pfft, almost eleven years now. Oh my- God, I don't it, want to talk about it. Yeah, this okay. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of personal <laughs> drama. I don't want to get into it. Oh, glory! I don't want to take. I don't want to take my. I don't want to take the spotlight spotlight off the games we have here. Of course, of course. So last week there was a lot of quarterbacks under the age of twenty five who started football games. We had Gardner Minshew, age twenty three. Luke Falk, uh, the Jets quarterback, he's twenty five. Sam Darnold is twenty two. Never comes back. Lamar Jackson is twenty two. Patrick Mahomes is twenty four. Josh Allen is twenty three. Kyle Allen is 23, Kyler Murray's 22, Mason Rudolph's 24, Deshaun Watson's 24, Jared Goff is 25, Baker Mayfield is 24, and uh, Mitch Mitchell, he doesn't like being called Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky's 25. So who's your favorite under 25 quarterback out there? How do you not like Mitch, like you want Mitchell? About, what, like what, what how about of, we call him Chill Trubisky? Okay, we're not going to call him that. He yeah. doesn't deserve any type call of nickname. We call him Chill, you know. He doesn't deserve any type of nickname right now. Or unless you're just saying because he goes cold all the time. Oh, yeah. I like it. Now yeah, we're on we the go. same page. There we go. All right, so as far as my favorite, we're going to go with Patrick Mahomes on this. Okay. And the reason why, I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Okay. I'd never expected... Like, what you are with the Chiefs, I am with the Rams. And I haven't been I'm wrong about the Rams. Yeah, I guess so, even though I'm still not big on... The Rams, uh, we'll get into it, but they looked awful. They looked so terrible, no matter what anybody tells me. They did not look good. They had three turnovers. Come on, they looked... They wanted to lose that game. We'll get into it again. But either way, when it comes to Mahomes... Dude, you could put any receiver there. As long as they can get downfield a little bit, he's going to get them open. Yeah. I think it's the most impressive thing about it where no matter what, you just plug a receiver in and they're going to catch a touchdown. They lose their left tackle. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's going to get the ball out. I think that's where my appreciation for him has now just skyrocketed where I'm with the media. I'm with every fan base of just kind of building him up to being something special. The fact that he's able to do that and no matter what weapons are leaving him, yeah, I, it's impressive, no matter what. Yeah, what is a Demarcus Robinson? I don't know. I have no idea. And especially with that hairstyle. Who knew? It's pretty cool. Oh, it's crazy. It's like if Robbie Anderson was like, had his life together. Robbie Anderson looks gross with him. I hate his hairstyle uh, so much. Also, I like how Michael Hardman is just tire kill, but longer and skinnier. Yeah. It's like they just stretched him apart a little bit. And once Tyreek Hill comes back, whenever that is, have I'm, they even given it to? I think he's still like no timetable for he's it. He's like five to seven weeks more. Because probably. if it was like the same type of clavicle as Foles, they were saying that it was like week 10 and 11 for him. Yeah. So who knows with Tyreek? But either way, I, once he comes back, they're just going to have nonstop speedsters going down the <laughs> line. And you're just going to watch. And he's just going to pick and choose. Should I go left? Or should I just throw? It? You know what? I'm just gonna throw it down the middle, yeah, and we'll you, see who goes first. I, I don't know how you deal with it. I think it's gonna. I be mean, the only way you deal with it is you run the ball a lot. Exactly. You have to keep the ball out of his hands. Yeah, like what, what New England did last year, and what so, the Titans did the year before that. And that was the thing. It was really disappointing to see Earl Thomas's little game plan. Oh, we got it. It's gonna stop him. Hey, man, it didn't stop. He him. just threw it over his head. Yeah, your game plan didn't work. But he was just trying, like, I'm over here. Oh, I'm gonna go over here now. That's all he did. That was his game plan. But that's my argument for Mahomes. I'm on the bandwagon. I'm sorry it took me so long. If you want me, you can have me. Yeah, 
Uh, my answer to this question is Josh Allen, of course. Oh, yeah. We already know. Just like that Bengals game, he made like okay. three plays I've never seen before. Okay. One of them, there is a slot corner blitz, and he looks at it, and okay. he goes, okay. So he takes a snap. He waits for the guy to get like three feet from him. He runs forward, then runs back, and then the guy like pretty much falls down, scrambles to the left, outruns another defensive lineman, and then throws the ball downfield. He, he, uh, he fumbled the ball on a bootleg, picked it up, Outran defensive lineman and then picked up four on a four yard gain. Um, he's just the best. That that's why he ran out four tackles in the backfield. And it's like defensive lineman fully wrap him up and he just like moves their head down very gently. I like, I like how you just made that motion right there where it's like you're at your chest and your hand just going down yeah, all the way like past he, your first. Wife. You drop the Ooh. you drop the top down or the sunroof. That's what it, you drop. And then the top. he just slowly moves the defensive lineman's down to the ground and then I'm right, really escapes. uncomfortable having to watch this again over and over. That's again. what he does. He moves it. Yeah, he's the best. So I love watching him. Um, but I think like with all these young quarterbacks. I'm so glad this is happening because I'm so tired of Tom Brady. I mean, I, I like I I still like yeah, Phil Rivers just because Tom Brady. He's not gonna. I'm die. so He's tired. Not going anywhere, I'm so man. tired of it. It's like I'm the s- one guy who's I'm healthy. I'm glad we don't have to watch Drew Brees anymore. I'm glad we don't have to watch Ben Roethlisberger. Get rid of all these dinosaurs. I'm tired of all of them. I'm tired of this Come 2004 on. nostalgia. I'm tired of oh, I'm playing Madden 07. These guys cool. are still in this game. I'm ready for all new quarterbacks. I've had enough of these guys. Okay, the Big Ben, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you that. Yeah, uh, I'm tired of it only in the sense where I just don't like the guy, it seems. He just always kind of second guesses where he has the same type of Aaron Rodgers douchebag mentality, except he kind of hides it a little more and to me always wants to be the nice guy. He, he doesn't talk as much. He comes across as like just the scummy guy, that just the the creeper guy at the bar who comes up to you and who starts making random conversation. You don't, and you all don't, you want to do is say, go away, dude. Yeah, yeah. You That's don't drink the drink he gives you. Yeah, exactly. You just don't trust him. And so the big bang thing, I'm all for. They just need to get a new damn quarterback. And then when it comes to uh, Drew Brees, I disagree. Because, Teddy, come on, man. I don't want to watch the dinking, just the five-yard. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. want to watch we'll that. Get, we'll get to that. But, oh, yeah, I'm just, I guess the thing is I'm just like I'm tired of these old quarterbacks with their old balls and their lack of arm strength and, like, their ability just, just like. Big daddy. Yeah, that's old the point. Old balls gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That's the joke. I'm glad you got <laughs> and it. I just wanted to emphasize. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you got it. And so I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm ready for the kids. And the kids are good. I'm, I especially like him whenever they actually let him throw the ball downfield, too. Um, so you watch the Dolphins play the Cowboys. Say something nice about the Miami Dolphins. Can you do that? They tried hard in the first half. Good. There they you go. tried hard, and they got an interception. Okay. So there you go. They did something positive where I was just so happy because, again, another team we'll get into tonight. I was so happy that that turnover happened against the Dolphins because and people are going to make fun of him. He was trying too much to do with Dak. And the fact that he turned it over against the worst team, it just shows we still won the game. Don't make that mistake again. He'll learn from it. Yeah. It's good. Um, so, I, yeah, because I brought this up because I'm not watching Miami play the rest of the year. I'm not watching so the Jets bad. play with Luke Falk at quarterback. When Darnold comes back, I'll watch the Jets. And they, I was about to not watch the Giants at all anymore. And they brought, you know. The Savior. They brought the Savior Danny in. Danny Dimes. They brought Danny Dimes in. Danny Dimes is here. And I got my cargo shorts on. <laughs> and so I guess I'm watching Danny Dimes play. And I was like, because I, I, I wasn't watching Eli ever again. Like, I was done with it. And I've been done with it for like two years now. The Giants should Eli's be done with been it. Eli's done. You can even see on his face. Yeah. And the fact that he's still there just kind of disappointed me where somebody should have really told, and it should have been an older brother, Peyton. Hey, hey, man, it's time. It's okay. It's time. Maybe you should have done the opposite. Be like, hey, you should keep playing. You're really good at this. Be like, you can't tell him what to do, Peyton. You know, it's the greatest thing ever is when John Elway picks up Eli Manning for next year. <laughs> that's yeah. what he's going to do because that's just his MO. I'm thinking that or I was thinking, yeah, like I watch these quarterbacks and I'm like, oh, he's going to end up in Denver next year. No, yeah, that's all you have to do. But Eli Manning Eli's is so good. Because John Elway's going to be like, I did it with one man and I can do it again. I can see Marcus Mariota there. No, Marcus Mariota is I can terrible. See, I can see Jameis Winston there. Talk about a team that nobody expected them to be what they are. My God, that team is just so awful. Tannehill is going to be starting here. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, they, they play a pretty good game this weekend. Oh, no. Oh, I have it right here. Who what do cares? You know? They play Atlanta this weekend. Oh, God. The that's Battle a, of the South. A Battle of the Turnovers. 
Uh, so the the top five teams by DVOA right now, they're New England, Dallas, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Baltimore. Uh, are these Would these be your top five teams? This is by DVOA. Or what are your top five teams at the moment? I'm going to say Dallas, 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 and Dallas. Okay. I think those are really my top teams. I don't think anybody else should really be mentioned until they can impress me like what Dallas has. I'm just kidding. It's really Kansas City and Dallas. Okay. And New England. What are your last two? I don't have anybody. Like, I'm, I'm picking the teams that – I would even put Baltimore up there a little bit. Yeah. I'm just picking the teams that look just extremely dominant where they just look like they have it all together, where it's just a nice even flow Mm -hmm. with how the team is working versus, dude, whatever you're saying about the Rams is garbage. The Rams look not good. No matter what anybody tells me, Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. He can't. And Gurley doesn't look good. They don't want to give the ball to Gurley because they know he's not going to hold up. Well, they can't run the ball off the middle, so they're going to run the ball on the sidelines and like, I know, they're still well coached, and I think you're right. They're well coached, but they're not a yeah. great team by any. I have They're as, not be, any better than any of the teams that I mentioned. I think they're uh, the next level fifth. below. You have them as yeah. Fifth? So I have, I have New England, and I have Dallas. No, no, I have uh, I have Kansas City, New England, Dallas, Baltimore, and then Los Angeles. Maybe, maybe you could put them at five for the argument, but either way, I'm just not a big believer. I don't like that team, and they should have lost against Cleveland. They yeah. should have lost. I mean, they have three turnovers. God, I hate Jared Goff, and I'm so happy they paid him though. I yeah. can hate him all they want, but they paid that man that money, and he did not deserve I that type was, of money. Well, I was hoping they weren't going to, because then this year that'd be the storyline. Are the Rams going to keep Goff? Is they want him to stay? I mean, he's also 25, but like he can't win from the shotgun. By the way, you couldn't can't do win that on to his, his psyche. You could not do that to Jared Goff, where it's like, hey, man, you better perform. Otherwise, who knows? Jared Goff would right be there. like crying in the locker room after every game in his flip-flops and basketball shorts. Yeah. God, I hate Jared Goff. Yeah, he. I mean, he can't win. He can't carry a passing offense on his own. They've asked him to do it. Like that Carolina game is hilarious because the first half is, all right, Jared, let's, uh, let's bring out this <laughs> new <laughs> offense we've been working on. And it's like, you know, shotgun, four wide receiver sets, and it worked for one half. And he's like 16 for 30, and then they just went back to running the ball, and they had success again. He can't do it. Like, anybody can play quarterback in that offense. Yeah, I Put Case Keenum in that offense. Especially with all of his weapons, too. It just, I don't, yeah, they don't look good. Yeah. They really don't. And this is where, when it comes to the playoff time, I'm glad. By the way, I'm even, I was talking about this earlier with a lot of women whenever we get into the games. That is, does the discrepancy in the NFL seem like really big this year versus teams that are great versus teams that are just not good? It just seems like that every year or this season, just like how we're talking about Dallas, Baltimore, where we're just like, man, they haven't played anybody. Yeah. Well, why is it seems like no teams have played anybody, which is weird. It just seems like half the teams are just really bad. Half the teams are really good. I think there's like five really good teams, five really bad teams, and then there's like, 10 teams that are below average and 10 teams that are above average. And you have no idea what to do with them. I got nothing for anything yeah. at this NFL I mean, I think, I think it's a real bell curve, you know? You know what? I don't like 68, that. 68, 95, 995. No, I'm yeah, out. That's you how it what? works. <laughs> that's not how that goes. Uh, so I, I got a... I got a new segment. You ready for it? For it? I don't like new segments. I'm leaving. This is called the fun stat. I'm out. <laughs> this is the fun stat segment. Uh, fun, this is fun. Are you ready? So, <laughs> I'm the, ready for a fun The time. Colts are sixth in offensive DVOA at 16.5%, but Jacoby Brissett, average depth of, depth of target, 5.6 yards, which is the second lowest amount of football. His average yards to the first down marker is negative 4.1. His average completion intended air yards is 2.8. So, like, the ball goes 2.8 yards on average to the receiver before he catches it. Um, he's thrown seven touchdowns with a reception. He has a completion rate of 71.7%. So, like, I always love the downfield passing teams, and I think that's vile having a great offense. It's like, oh, here's the Colts, and he's the ultimate game manager, and he just, like, throws bootlegs to wide open receivers, and, you know, nothing really matters at all. You know what I think I love about this whole uh, fun stat thing? Hey, Matt, who are you starting in fantasy this week? Jacoby Brissett. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you just insulted the man, and, and yet you are going to be relying he's, on he's him. Gonna, he's going to throw 250 yards and three touchdowns and zero interceptions. And there it is. And yet you – so are you insulting Brissett? Do you not feel like you're a fan? Do you feel no, like I'm, that the numbers are skewed I think in a way? he's been better than I thought he was going to be, but I'm not a fan because he doesn't throw the ball downfield. And that's all I care about. Yeah, but can he throw the ball? Dude. Hold on. How's T.Y.? 
We're not talking about this team. Yeah, is he going to be playing anytime soon, or what was it that went wrong? This week. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. He's been good this year, but he's also catching short passes and bringing much of tackles for him. You know what? Who cares? If it's working, it's working. I guess so. You're just a big hater. It just, That's all it's you not, are. It doesn't jive with the way I want to see the game It doesn't jive. It doesn't jive. You're so bougie, man. When did you get like this? I thought you were a man of the game. Well, no, I, I had a, you're a man of the riches. I had a glass of Moscato last weekend. Ooh. And since then, everything's really changed. You only drink Stella for beers now, too. No. Because you say Stella Artois. It depends. It depends where I'm at. All right, so the news hour. Tennessee, Delaney Walker not practicing today. Ooh. Knee injury. Atlanta, Edo Smith, concussion, resumes practicing. There you go. So he's He's back. better than Foreman. Yeah. Freeman. He's better than Freeman. I don't know who's better. Freeman can just Freeman's run. so terrible. He just runs fast in a straight line, but he can't change direction at all. I don't, but Ito didn't even look that good. I don't know. Ito's had probably like two breakaways, so that's more than what Devontae has had this season. It's just... I guess that's good for concussion problems. I guess that's good for Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, the Giants. Betcher on Janoris. I don't have concern. Don't know what that means, but Janoris Jenkins and DeAndre Baker have been awful this year. Janoris Jenkins should have they concern. They just lean them one one versus one on the outside. It's like, oh, there's a 75-yard pass. There's that's, a 45-yard pass. There's a 35-yard pass. There's been a lot of that going on as well, even with Philly. We're not talking yeah. about them either, but people are targeting their number one wide and just being like, you're oh, not Darby's that, been terrible. You're not that good. Yeah, Darby's been This is been where awful. we're going to show everybody you're not that good. Uh, Washington, McLaurin pops up an injury report with a hamstring. Oh. Pittsburgh, Vance McDonald, unable to practice today with the shoulder injury. Lance Lynn doubts Melvin Gordon plays on Sunday. He's back in the building. Good for him. I get. Who do you, what do you think of that? I, for me, Melvin Gordon was never a guy that deserved to hold out. No, he shouldn't have held you, out. You are not that guy. Fine. You know, it's, it's his decision. He knows what he wants. And the Chargers are welcoming back with open arms, it seems. Yeah, well, they should. Really? Yeah, that's their that's their guy, you know. But it just seems like you can't really trust that guy. I would you can't open him. I wouldn't if, open my arms up unless you're going to sign on the dotted line, if and then I'll open. Well, my they arms. don't want to resign him. And also, if you're a running back, you can do whatever you want. What do you mean they don't want to resign him? Then why would we play him? The Chargers don't want to resign him. Then why would they play him? Because they still have him under contract this year. Yeah, but Eckler's just and he makes fine. them better. And, uh, it's good to have more running backs. And Jackson Eckler back. do just fine. Yeah, but like he's better than both of them. Yeah, but together, no, hold on. You I would say he's better than him individually. Yeah, I yeah. would say together they would make the now same as him. you can use all three of them. It's amazing. Well, why would you do that? <laughs> That's what you do. It cuts away from the other. Uh, Case Keenum, foot, he's in full practice. Edelman, chest, limited. Cordy Glenn, Cincinnati, concussion, resumes practicing. Miami, Albert Wilson, expect to return versus the Chargers. Let's start the show. There we go. <laughs> uh, so last week for the picks... I went three and one. You went three and one. I'm seven and two in the season. You're five and four. Tonight, Green Bay, the Philadelphia Eagles are flying into town on a one horse sleigh. The Packers are four and a half point favorites. Real quick, this doesn't count for the year for our totals, but who's your uh, quick pick for this one? It better be Green Bay, and I need them to destroy Philly again. I cannot believe that Philly has a shot here to go one and three. I'm like yeah. freaking out right now. Because I never thought that this would actually transpire. I always said, though, and I, even though they've lost weapons, I still stand by it. Wentz doesn't look good. No matter what, he doesn't look good. Sure, Aguilar has dropped a pass. Sure, his other wide receiver, oh, I can't remember, whoever 16 is from last week, dropped a pass in the end zone for Detroit game. I get it. It's just Wentz still doesn't look okay to me. And maybe that is because he's lost a lot of weapons, but they still have not been running the ball with Jordan Howard like they talked about. Yeah. They haven't been doing the their things. Their backs that have the, been bad. It, Doug Peterson and their offensive line went in thinking it was the best, and now people are like, oh, look how bad this is. Wentz doesn't have any of the protection he needs. What? Well, you said it was the best O-line. Now all of a sudden we feel bad for Wentz? No, no, their left guard was bad, uh, Big V, but he was better last week. But he, he was, was bad the first two games. Yeah, he was no, better last week. Last week the pass protection wasn't an issue. It's the issue is that they gave up a kick return touchdown and they had a red zone go. turnover and they dropped passes. Like Dallas Goddard dropped some awful passes that game too. Yeah, I know. Uh and so and they still had a chance to win, they didn't do it. I 
I'm just, I would really love for Philly to lose this game. I just, I'm really, I'm interested in both teams because I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw the ball in this game. I just don't know if they're going to throw the ball. They've been so boring to me. Yeah. It's just been it's running. It's that Malifleur offense, man. I know, but boring, it's been winning. Boring, boring. Well, but their it's, defense it's winning is, really good. Their defense so. is great. You know, all summer said they're going to have a great pass rush. They're going to have a great pass rush. I think it'd be a top five pass rush. Best, best pass rush in football right now. And you can't hate on it because they've actually had some opponents, even though Minnesota's so, so – they destroyed Minnesota. Yeah. I just – this is a good Green Bay team. <laughs> I really do like watching Kirk Cousins play now because it's like short pass, short pass, short pass. They're down by 13. He's like slowly unraveling, losing his mind. It's like deep pass, overthrown, deep pass, interception, panicked. deep pass. His and eyes then, get so big. And then he just like, you just see the devastation. It's hilarious. Um, Who do you got though for this? I'm, I would take the points in this one. What's the points in this? The Eagles are four and a half point. Underdogs? underdogs, yeah. Oh no, I would, I would take the points. No, I wouldn't take the points for this yeah, at all. I would take the points in this one. Not at all. You're buying me a drink. Uh, maybe. All right. I'll buy you a kiss. Okay. Well, you can't buy that. That costs nothing. <laughs> so the first game we're gonna talk about tonight is Carolina, Houston, then Cleveland, Baltimore, then New England, Buffalo, and finally the Cowboys heading to New Orleans. Ooh, ooh. So Kyle Allen last week, nine point two intended air yards, eight point three completion uh, average air yards. An aggressive percentage of 7.7%. His expected completion percentage was plus 9.2%. Cam Newton in the same in his two weeks in the same stats. Uh, 8.4 intended air yards, 6.8 intended completion air yards. An aggressive rating of 16.9%. His expected completion percentage was negative 9.3%. His uh, bad throw rate was 29.2%. So Kyle Allen, like the offense wasn't dramatically different. All Kyle Allen did last week was make the open throws that have been there all along that Cam Newton was underthrowing, overthrowing, sideways throwing, hurling, regurgitating, uh, pooping, whatever uh, verb you want to use. Pooping and is so, usually the one I would use. Yeah, so this summer we talked about this. You said Cam Newton's not going to be here this year. Huh. This is Will Grier's show. Huh. You're like... 65% right. It oh, just come on. I'm much more than that. I'm 70, 90% I'll give you right. 75%. Oh, come on. Because you were so confident this Will Greer thing. Oh, okay, okay. I was calling the Will 75%. Greer thing. Either way, it was just Cam Newton. You Newton's just had the wrong quarterback. Exactly. It was just in the end, though, like what I said. And I agreed with your point overall. Of You thought this Carolina team was going to be the real deal on both offense and on defense. And I said if no. If Cam was healthy. If Cam, well, it doesn't matter. Because I said no, healthy. it doesn't matter if Cam is playing. It's terrible. If Cam is not well, playing, the they circular, are going to win. Yeah, I understand. That's what I I'm saying. I don't want to get a circular argument, but yeah. I know oh, okay, saying. but I was right. That's all I want to know. Yeah, yeah. But you admitted it, which is all I want to know. Yeah. Okay. And cool. so, like, and the thing about Cam too is like we're pure. We're talking purely as a thrower. He does. He's not used as a runner anymore. He he's can't. had one carry for like two yards. That that like fourth down conversion they had where he reached out and his knee went down. Spectacular. Um, but like they're not using him as a runner at all. So it's now you just have a guy who's accurate instead of a guy who's inaccurate quarterback. And the offense is probably like 50% better now as a result because of it. Oh, I completely agree. And by the way, did you even know where this guy came from? Yeah, I guess he he was that Hello, guy. He, he was a Trill, Texas boy, man. He was Trill Allen, who like threw for seven hundred yards in two games in A and M. Yeah, and then transferred to Houston. And he played three games as a junior, yeah. and then he never played. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's just a guy who went undrafted. He was like the number one recruit too, and everything else. Yeah, coming out of high school, it's the most interesting thing. Cause what what is it? And this is kind of my real question to you, because you're a guy who watches tape and loves to evaluate players. For me, I'm just like, hey. What does his hair look like? You know what I'm saying? But what, what color are the jerseys? <laughs> yeah, what, what color? Okay, all right. <laughs> Either way, when it comes to Kyle Allen, I was really surprised because he never played. He never got the real shot, and when he did, people were better than him in college. But the moment he goes to the NFL as an undrafted QB, he wins the spot over Will Greer. Yeah. Everybody, even the preseason, including you, were telling me, Taylor, Will Greer's not going to start. He's not even the backup. So the fact that the guy even came in undrafted and beat out Will Greer as the backup and is now the starting QB and looked wonderful, and McCaffrey even looked better. This team looks solid because, like you said, he didn't do anything special. He just made the plays that the team gives him because this team is dominant. They yeah. have the weapons. They just didn't have the QB. Yeah, and, and he even missed some throws too. Like He overthrew Olsen a few times. But like, there's open the guys here. And yeah. It's like in North Turner's offense, like they're I'm bummed because we knew last year when he was healthy, 
it was a fun house. It's like, oh, here's a reverse. Now it's an option. Oh, now he's throwing it at 45 yards. And like you lose that aspect of it, but it's still fun to see like North Turner's vertical offense, which you're going to see here with Sam. Like Samuel's been open all year. I know. Uh, DJ Moore has been open all year. Samuel's been awesome this he's year. Been, like, but everywhere you look, you're just like, you should have thrown the ball to him because yeah, he's, he's open. open. How? Yeah. Well, who is supposed to be guarding him? And like DJ Moore did that Steve Smith thing where he catches a dig and then runs for 45 yards after that. That catches, was cool. Catches a what? A dig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just making sure. It's a deep in route. A dig <laughs> uh, route. A dig. Yeah. For some reason, um, I was thinking something else. That's fine. But the thing about the Panthers, one of the problems they've had is that both Daryl Williams and Taylor Mott have had trouble on the outside. Chandler Jones had two sacks, two forced fumbles, two quarterback hits. Shaq Bear had three sacks, four quarterback hits, three tackles for a loss. Dante Fowler in week one had two sacks, three quarterback hits, two tackles for a loss. And so on the interior, you can't beat them. Like, no, there's, yeah. no, there's no interior pass rush. It's all coming from the exterior. And everybody's had a good game. Every like every great pass rusher, I'm gonna include Fowler in that, but Fowler's been pretty good this year. Like great edge rushers have been able to have success against Carolina. And this week it's JJ Wyland, he merciless. And last week they combined for three sacks, six quarterback hits, four tackles for a loss. Uh, merciless forced a fumble as well too. That was recovered by Zach Cunningham. And so, like I don't think Houston can cover Carolina. If Carolina comes out throwing the ball downfield, they can score points to beat Houston. But the one thing is if they can pass block, if Winnie Merciless and J.J. Watt can ruin enough drives for them to allow them to win, you know, 31-27, uh, score like that. Because I think Carolina's middle score points and move the ball against them. So I feel like this entire segment is just about how Taylor is right. So are you a believer in your own team now? Uh, No. What? Even with them being 2-1, they defeated the Phonies last week, which, I mean, big surprise, they're Phonies. But it was still an impressive win. It was I think a good win. I think the yeah. only thing that's wrong with your team is kind of like what we've talked about here, where they just play up or down to their competition. And their secondary is bad. Yeah, but overall, it doesn't matter because of your offense. It's, for me, it's the same thing where your offense, no matter what, is going to be able to put up points on the board, unless you're going up against Jacksonville, where you're just wanting to play down to the mustache. Yeah. It's just, I, I really like your offense a lot, and Merciless, is, isn't this what every Texans fan has been excited for, because now they got Merciless back to being the dominant force that he was? Aren't you supposed to be excited? You're the worst I'm, I'm Texans more, fan I've ever seen in <laughs> my more, entire I'm life. I'm more excited about DJ Reader, because Reader has collapsed in the pocket, and he's an actual source of interior pass rush. And like Merciless' match Clowney's production from last year, but Reader has been the biggest difference between last year and this year. Where it's like Merciless just filled Clowney's shoes. Uh, he's not the same like run defender as he is, but he's been as good, if not better, as a pass rusher. But DJ Reader just like destroying the pocket every single pass rush has been the biggest difference. And uh, so isn't that positive? Isn't yeah, that what good. you want to it's see? Good. Then what are you? I mean, you're like I'm saying just, that like so mopey and down, like it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. I'm just the only thing I'm just apprehensive about is they've won. They played three one score games. They've won two of them. Is Houston going to lose they still the division? Have the same issues. Uh, I don't know. They're going to win this division, dude. I don't know. You're out of your mind if you don't think that they're going to win this division. How great has Tennessee looked, Matt? Do you think that Brissett... pretty bad. You think, I don't think that Brissett's going to do as well against the Houston Texans. I just... I don't know. I'm not... Because they have to run the ball. Yeah. And they have a really good run defense. I just, and the little, little tiny passages aren't going to seem to work. I'm much bigger on the Houston Texans than you are. I, and by the way, are you surprised that Cutie has pretty much lost his job? Uh, well, they don't... They don't have hot routes to use them at all. It's like if there's a blitz, they don't have like a guy running a drag route through the field. And they Jimmy don't have stills, that. man. But he's more he's more of a downfield receiver though for him. Yeah, but still him and Watson are building the relationship. They're loving each yeah, other. He's good. Kiki he's Cutie good. is about to be bye bye Cutie. You know what I'm saying? It's still only a second year. What do you mean it's still only they a second just, year? It's second year that he's still never healthy for. They're just they're predominantly they're predominantly vertical. It's either like intermediate routes to Hopkins or vertical. And they don't have that quick passing route at all. And if it does go to somebody, it goes like Duke Johnson in the flat, you know? Yeah, at least excited for Carlos Hyde, too. You want some Hyde in your life? Hyde's fine. You mean he's Hyde? a lot better than he's ever been before. And, like, he's running really vertical. Uh, his cutbacks are great. He's breaking a lot of tackles. Would you rather have Lamar Miller or Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde's been better than Miller's been. Oh, that's what I was yeah. going to say, too. Yeah. Interesting that Carlos Hyde has been kind of bringing I, I mean, it I while Lamar I Miller went out. And, and the I problem with Miller is that they I haven't gained too him. much weight. No, he was awesome Miami. I think he gained 15 pounds to be able to carry the ball 320 times a year, which is stupid because they didn't have a backup running back for him. And now all of a sudden they realize this six years later. It's like, oh, you know what's a good idea? I have two good running backs. Instead, I just have one running back that we completely 
I'd terrorize this man. I'll have him get hit over and over again. Sometimes you only need one, though. Two is too many. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the other thing, too, is that they have used their three three weeks, three different offensive line combinations. Last week was Laramie Tunsil, Max Sharping, the rookie they selected in the second round, was playing left guard. It was Nick Martin at center. It was Zach Fulton at right guard. And then Tyus Howard, the first-round pick, moved to right tackle. They did find John pass protection, but the Chargers didn't blitz at all, and it was a lot of, like Bosa versus Ingram, one versus one rushes. I think the Panthers can rush from the entire front. It's not just an exterior rush. They can rush from the interior, too. They can also blitz some with Shaq Thompson. Keekly doesn't really blitz, but he drops back in coverage, and he may he may be able to go, uh, go lots into an interception or so. But uh, I think I think Carolina will rush five this game, maybe rush six sometimes, try to get their best edge rushers out there and create more of a problem in that regard, too. So I, I, this is a very weird game, though. Like, I think this game can go either way. I think it's strange. I think this game really comes down to Watt and Merciless winning those matchups on the edge and being able to crane up big plays and stop enough of Carolina's uh, drives because if Carolina's throwing the ball downfield, they're going to be able to move the ball against Houston. I think we're going to see a lot of sword action play going on by Merciless in this game. I feel like Allen's going to have a little bit more difficulty when it comes to the Houston Texans than he did against the Arizona Cardinals. For sure. I feel like this is going to be a really nice test for the young QB to see really what he's made of. Overall, I, I'm not as confident as I want to be in the Houston Texans for this game, only because of what Carolina brings on both sides of the ball. So in the end, even when it comes to Allen, this being his first opponent, this being tough, I do have Carolina winning this game. Yeah. What's your final score on this? I have Houston 27-23. They're four and a half point favorites. So I would take the points in this one. What did you just say you have? Houston Texans 27, Carolina Panthers 23. I have the exact same score, opposite. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Are you looking at my notes again? No. Uh, the other thing I want to bring Dude, up, too, Christian McCaffrey, 141 yards before contact. 177 yards after contact, seven broken tackles. Houston has problems tackling. They had problems with Kamara in week one. They're facing a similar level of back here, and I think this could be an enormous McCaffrey game, especially if they get them out wide. They get them in passing, you know, good passing situations too. I think you could do kind of similar things that Kamara did to Houston week one too. But I think it's going to be a one-score game. Like yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I it's agree. a coin flip game. But that's what I mean is that either way with – that's where I feel a little bit sorry for a Houston Texans fan. Every single one of your games are going to be coin flip. Yeah. Every Unless single one of them. Unless they play a team that has to run the ball like, You think I don't with know. Indianapolis to give you a yeah, solid point. Yeah, Indianapolis is an example. That's what it all comes down to. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we'll talk about uh, Cleveland and Baltimore. Hey, man, pick up my phone. And we're back. So the next thing we're going to talk about here are the Cleveland Browns going to Baltimore where the Ravens are seven-point favorites. So I have a business venture for you. It's Big Dog Brand, Big Dog, Cleveland Brown, Big Dog Clothing. What do you think? Uh, I'm not a business guy, so I'm out. Dang. That's what a note for me, Jim. Is, yeah, what are you talking about? So it'd be like the Big Dog Brand clothing, but it'd just be Cleveland Browns. It'd be the Big Dog, but just Cleveland Brown style. I would much rather if you said like Mud Dogs. So if we just like be, took that. It'd be if the Cleveland Browns would, spot, would be partnered with Big Dog to create clothing for Freddie Kitchens on the sideline. No, if you were that guy, it would be Red Dog. Oh, Red do you remember? Th- yeah, that yeah. beer. Yeah, my father would drink that beer. By the way, do they and still he, drink he that? Hit me afterwards. Oh my god, I'm kidding, that never, never happened. That. But wait, does that beer still exist? No, I've only the last time I saw it was when I was living in Kentucky, like seven years that. ago, and I bought a thirty pack of it. It was awesome. Was it good? <laughs> uh, it's strong. <laughs> Is it strong? Did yeah. you finish all thirty of those? I think I fell asleep in the outfield. Okay, <laughs> that night. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's I always though. remember just that that logo. The commercial was the cool logo. The logo yeah. made me want to drink beer when I was seven years old. <laughs> because of like, the dog's face. Yeah, I was like, I want to drink beer one day. I should have just put like a Clifford on it. And that'd be good too. Be He's good. like Clifford's like bad brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's like in uh, jail all the He's time. He's the guy does the drugs he, and drinks. Yeah, he sharpens his nails and the shivs, you know? That's good. That's yeah. healthy. That's what it is. Um, so Baker Mayfield, he's been pressured on 23% of his dropbacks or on 30.6% of his dropbacks, which is 23rd. He's been sacked 11 times. I don't think the pass protection has been that bad. I think it's mostly on him. When you watch him play, he's back there, and if nothing's open in two seconds, he just goes to the right. And it's like, oh, there's Mayfield walking to a sack there. There's Mayfield walking into pressure. And whenever he stands in the pocket and steps up into it, makes his throws, He's good, but too often he's going right into pressure. He just walks in the defensive ends. He walks into Aaron Donald, 
And uh, and then you get Smith, the offensive line. Chris Collinsworth talks about the offensive line, how they got to do better. It's on Baker. And Baker hasn't got enough of, I think, uh, a scolding for it, you know? Or it hasn't been brought up enough that he's the, he's the biggest problem with this offensive line. It's three things. And I'm going to agree with you partially, but I'm still going to agree with the people here mostly. It's the offensive line, it's okay. Baker, and it's Freddie Kitchens. These three have worked together to make this offense look god-awful. That offensive line, uh, listen, I'm I'm with you in the sense where he's rolling out. You know what Baker looks like is Taylor controlling the quarterback with the Madden. Yeah, yeah. Where all I'm doing is rolling out to the right, and I'm just trying to bomb it downfield. Yeah. That's what it but looks like. But he's not even throwing the ball downfield that much. Because he can't. And I would say with the offensive line, they counted. And it was if you hit two Mississippi – He's getting hit. Well, it was the only because thing. he's running. He's there to are, Mississippi. He's running. There are in three the hits. plays I know exactly what you're referring to, especially at the end of the game, where I agree with you. He should have just stayed. He in the ran pocket. right into Clay Matthews. In that he last saw play. ghosts, but the reason why he saw ghosts is because he had such little time. I mean, throughout the entire game, like, which is why I'm partially agreeing with you and partially agreeing with. His O line is not doing him favors. They're not. I mean, they're not great. But they're like, not doing him they're, anything. They're average. A lot of quarterbacks who go Matt, through a lot more than he it's does. It's this easy because they brought it up during the whole uh, game. You traded away your best offensive lineman for your receiver, but what happens when you don't have enough protection in order to get it to that new receiver? That's fine. You just you but, can't uh, do but it. But like and like the offense too. Like you mentioned. I, I think it's mostly on Baker more than the offensive line. Like I think the protection has been good enough for him, and he doesn't do enough with it. And he's constantly afraid, and he's constantly rolling to the right, and he's constantly running the sacks. He's constantly running into pressure, and you, there's no consistency at all, or no feel for it. But I made my point on the offensive line, so let me touch on my other second option yeah, yeah. here, which is Freddie okay. Kitchens. Matt, did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Okay, good. Did you see when it was fourth and ten what Freddie Kitchens did? Yeah, Matt. Matt. He ran oh a quarterback draw. He ran. He ran <laughs> no, running no. back draw. He ran a running yeah. back draw. Thirty-nine. On fourth and screen to Chubb. Fourth and nine. Oh Chubb. my god! Yeah, I couldn't believe it when when I thought that Baker was just trying to get the defense to jump off sides. I was like, okay, he's trying to pull an Aaron Rodgers right now. Maybe he's trying to learn, but this isn't going anywhere. When he snapped the ball at two seconds, I go, "Is that a mistake? Did somebody do that?" And then. Kitchens took credit for it or took the blame, which I'm agreeing with some of the talking heads here. I'm kind of tired of seeing the whole Kitchens, let's feel sorry for him. It's like what I told you last week. His ass is so fired in two weeks. I don't think so. When they go one and four, they cannot go one and four. (laughs) That's what I want you to realize. You're you're telling me, and granted, they're still paying Hugh Jackson. They'll still have to be paying Freddie Kitchens that they're going to be okay with one and four. No, I mean they're not gonna be okay. It just it never happens at all. Think a first year that. coach never gets fired for that. But like their offense, whenever it's it's like the offense as it's constructed, it's play uh, RPO, play action, throw quick slants, the shotgun. That, that last series, man, the the first, second, third, and fourth they have 40, goal. They have forty seconds. You didn't just spread it out. You every didn't time. give Chubb the ball once. Yeah. Why wouldn't you give Chubb the ball if you know it's four down territory? Why not try to get a few more yards? Yeah. He that was terrible, and it was funny because somebody posted like one of those little memes, and it was Freddie Kitchen's playbook on uh, first and goal with 40 seconds left. It was Hail Mary, yeah, <laughs> that's the Hail like. Mary Madden thing. I go, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what, what is like. the matter with you? Uh, I'll, also, I don't think they're doing enough. Like Baker's not taking advantage of having Odell and Jarvis on the sidelines. Like the all like I agree. So like Odell and Beckham, they're both aver- so Landry's averaging eleven point nine, you know, average air yards per attempt to him. Uh, Beckham's averaging twelve point one. Beckham should be averaging like sixteen, seventeen, and Landry's typically only at like seven or so. He just has a bunch of sm- a bunch of short passes, and like even Beckham's numbers are really inflated from that Jets game when he was at eighteen point seven in a game that you know it's the Jets and doesn't really matter. So I think everything's just also way too short to these two guys. There's not enough deep chances to him. Like that's what you're paying Beckham for. You're paying him to th- run some uh, some go routes down the sideline and hit him deep, and they're not doing that at all either. And then the offense is way too short as it's constructed too. There's too much play action, short passes, screens, uh, run the ball up the middle, even though they don't block that very well. 
You know, and getting on the other side now with now Baltimore, they're going up against a Baltimore team that truly, like what we talked about, tried their asses off last week to win that game against Kansas City, which I figured out the issue with Baltimore the moment I watched that game. They threw it too much. You can't play from behind. No, 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 they can't play from behind. You can't. Well, also against Kansas City, you can to begin with. He, they just don't have it where their offense relies on like the deep passes, like you just said. Oh, they threw it down the field too much. They, they have to. They do have to against Kansas City. You have you to. You can't run the ball as much as you want to, which is all Baltimore relies on. Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson are studs when it comes to rushing. Mark Ingram is killing it. Yeah. But you can't do it against teams that just start throwing the ball and scoring because then you're playing from behind. And to touch on this, dude, I didn't like the Harbaugh two point thing. You're playing from behind now. What are you doing? You put now, you're now taking away the confidence of your team because now if you don't get it, it then hurts their psyche. I didn't agree with that. I mean, unless you're Buffalo, then you can do it. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, no, I understand what you're saying, but I think like I mean, yeah, it's Kansas City, but like, that's why you have to beat them. You have to control the ball, I get it, but limit the opportunities that they have, and yeah, like it's harder whenever you're down, but they still score in their first drive. I think they threw the ball way too much. I think Lamar Jackson threw it 50 times. And obviously, that's because you're down 20 to 3. And I mean. you're down 30 to 13. Those, those sort of things happen. But to beat Kansas City, you have to get a lead and you have to control the ball. You can't give them the ball back. And they didn't do that at all in that game. And so they did have a lead, but they didn't do enough to suffocate and hold on to it. Because they go back to last year in that New England game, they ran the ball 40 times against them and they forced two turnovers. And Kansas City scored, what, like 17 points in 10 minutes and almost came back and beat them? I thought it was like three minutes. I thought it was like it was, something ridiculous. It I thought it was like a r- world and like, record. Even then, you barely have a chance to beat them. But yeah. like, that's what you have to do, though. You have to limit the number of possessions they have. And Baltimore didn't do it. They threw the ball too often. There's too many incompletions. And that's where I feel like with this game, Baltimore is going to be able to take advantage of everything that Cleveland's going to give them. Because like what we're talking about and like what you don't believe, Brady Kitchens is so fired. Their next game, hold on, hold on a sec. I have their next game. Their next game, because this is what you and I are talking about. I know they play New England like week six or week seven. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Cause, oh, they're going up against the 49ers after this. Fine. So that's kind of my point here. It's another undefeated team. Sure, it's a team where it still hasn't been tested, which goes back to my discrepancy of the NFL point. But it's still a easily a losable game where you can be 1-4. With the Cleveland Browns, we are talking them being 1-4. Because yeah. I don't see them being Baltimore, especially because Baltimore lost last week, which I told you that would have been their Super Bowl. That's the game that they would be trying hard. This game, I feel like they're just going to destroy Cleveland. And they're going to take out all their anger on Cleveland. And I feel uh, bad for them and Baker. This is a bloodbath for me, man. Yeah, I mean, Judon's been really good. Uh, also, the, the only thing, I think this game is going to be a little bit closer because Cleveland was good against the run last week. They've been pretty, pretty good against the run so far this year, too. They were able to hold Gurley in check. And this is also like a, a weird offense where they you do all the jet sweeps, do the reverses, and they were able to stop Robert Woods a few times in those two. So I think it's me closer just because I think Cleveland stops the run pretty well. But Greedy Williams is hurt. Um, Denzel Ward's hurt. And their secondary is kind of mishmashed together. So yeah, like, I think Baltimore wins, but I think it's me not like a massacre like you're envisioning. Even though I'm having the massacre, I'm also having on the other end desperation. Yeah, It's desperation times a thousand is what Cleveland has to be. So even though I'm talking bloodbath and even though I have Baltimore beating them, it's not soundless. I mean, because again... Cleveland has to be in desperation. You have to go into this game being, oh, crap, we have to win. Otherwise, we're one and three. Matt, they're one and three. Yeah. What the hell? That's what, kind of what happens, though. Whenever you have the team that wins the offseason, very rarely wins the regular season. And I agree, though. Unless you're McVay and you're able to, to be just a really good head coach and be able to take advantage of it. Or like be able to manage the situation better. Baker looks gross. Yeah. It's like in the pocket. Step up in the there's pocket. There's no shake and bake with this. This is more like, dude, you're the easy bake oven that never worked. Yeah. We had to return you. Step, step up in the pocket, Baker. Yeah. God, give me my muffins. Make me a cake. No, he's he's making cake out of the box. He's not taking the flour out. He's not, he's not taking anything. the eggs out. He's just pouring that stuff out of the box. It's terrible. Uh, I know we talked Miles Garrett in the summer. Six sacks, ten pressures, eight quarterback hits, five tackles for a loss. He's awesome. I also really enjoy whenever him and Sheldon Richardson rush on the same side. Uh, but yeah, that's all I kind of have for this one. The Ravens are seven-point favorites. Who do you have in this one? Seven points favorite. There's no way they would cover that for me. I just don't believe that. I have Baltimore 28. I have Cleveland 26. Like I said, I have a bloodbath here. I just don't have, like, I just don't believe in Cleveland. I just can't. 
Yeah, I, so I have Baltimore 27-20. I'm taking Baltimore. So wait, you're going for a tie with the points? No, like I, I'm like. Wait, wait, what are you going with here? I'm not allowing so this. The score. What are you going so with? So the score I have is Baltimore 27-20, but I'm picking Baltimore to win by more than seven. Okay, so, so like Baltimore is my pick. Okay, I'm not so gonna pick the push. I'm well, gonna, I'm technically, my pick is Cleveland on this. Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah, I think I think I would rather. I think there's a better chance of Baltimore winning by eight than Cleveland. I don't, I don't think that it's gonna. It's be also bad. in Baltimore too. That's I I get, but again, it's desperation. You have if they were to get blown out by Baltimore, you have to fire Kitchens. I don't know. Come on. Also, like Baker's just bad against the pass rush. It'd be a god awful GM. I fire so many coaches <laughs> under my tenure. Uh yeah. So the next game we have here is New England against Buffalo. Uh, my heart, it can fly forever. Do you just want to go on your own I little have, rant right now? My ribs are ripped open. I'm a vivid. I'm vivisected right now. My heart is flying forever through the sky, up into the stars, up across the the furthest reaches of the universe, back where that first bang happened itself. Because the the Bills are three and zero, and they're the most team to watch in football. Josh Allen spectacular, and who have they played against? They beat Cincinnati. Uh huh. They beat the Jets. Uh huh. And then they beat. <laughs> I watch all these games too. Give me a second. I need a second to think. I'll about give you a second it. on this one. Yeah. So they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> and so the thing about Buffalo in this game is New England's hurt. They haven't played anybody at all either. And Buffalo, can they play their game? Can they have no turnovers? Can they dominate the clock? Can they score red zone touchdowns? Can they live off of like some absurd Josh Allen plays? Um, can they run the ball well? And can they tackle well? And you know, and if they can do those things, it's like, yeah, it's that they're at home. They can do it. They can beat New England. I think the other game, by the way, is Titans. That's your no, it's it. not Titans. I thought it was Titans. No. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. They're playing Titans in two weeks. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But either way, the, yeah, that's how bad the third team is. Just to let you know, we can't even think of their name because they're awful. That's the issue with this Buffalo Bills team. I, get, I don't understand what you're saying at all when it comes to Allen. I, his stats, Matt, what, what are you referring to? 750 yards. Awesome. Three TDs, three interceptions, four fumbles, okay. three of them lost. So the, what are we talking about? Two of the interceptions went off his receiver's hands. The other one was a bad decision. That you one was love on making him. excuses for this man. And it's, it's not his fault. It's so weird because I think that this team is fun, but it's mostly because the defense is what's keeping their offense alive. Otherwise, it's a, oh, they're whatever. Yeah, I mean, their defense allows them to win 20 to 14 and things like that. That's what I'm saying. And by the way, Frank Gore has turned back the clock now. Who needs Singletary when you have him? John Brown has been amazing. The only thing where Allen... And this is a fun little stat for you to make yourself feel better. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the fourth quarter, he's top three in the NFL. Yeah. He's, he's top a, three in the NFL that, in the fourth quarter. That comeback against the Jets was legitimate. And John Brown is like top ten in receiver in the NFL. There we go. Oh, they beat the Giants. So the Kings in New there York. There it is. That's who it yeah, is. The Kings in New oh, York. Oh, but it, was at, it wasn't with Daniel it was, Jones. But it was in New York. It was on the road. But it wasn't with Danny Dimes. Still you on can't the road. brag about it unless it's with Danny Dimes. I'm not bragging about it, but I'm still saying it's a, it's Danny a legitimate Dimes win. is the real freaking deal. But seriously, this team, I don't see it. And I think it's because this team is decent. They beat up on teams that are bad where they should, which is fine. But when a good team comes into play, they're still not going to stand a chance. Well, who knows? They're still just that middle-of-the-line pack. The only confidence I will give you, I may be changing my tone a little bit when it comes to them making the playoffs. That's just because, dude, their schedule. I mean, like I said, with Titans in they two weeks, they haven't played Redskins. Dolphins twice, yeah. still the Jets again, and Steelers at the end of the season with no Big Ben. They can easily win nine games. Yeah, I think they could be nine to. and seven. Yeah, I think they're going to. In the AFC, that's going to get you a playoff spot. Probably. That's going to get you one. Yeah. Because I even feel like eight and eight may well, get you a playoff spot. I mean, spot. this is still this is a top five defense, one of the best pass defenses in football. They're their pass 10. rush, and they're top five they're defense. Top their pass rush is hilarious because it's composed of two guys that one's 31, the other one's 36. Um, Ed Oliver's winning a lot of pass rushing matchups, but just like in the sacks. The one issue is that they've had some issues stopping the run outside the tackles, but that's not that big of a deal. And I love watching their safeties too. I mean, their safeties anybody. hit. I know. They hit, dude. Oh, dude, no, no, here, here's my thing. With Tredavious White, I, I love, as well as I love Mike Micah Hyde. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan when it comes to cornerbacks and free safeties. I told you that, which is why Buffalo is so dominant at the same time. 
I just feel like that Tom is still going to be Tom, which is where we can get in New England now. Oh, they don't have the weapons. They're injured. Matt, who's injured? Well, their left tackle's hurt. Isaiah wins replaced by Marshall Newhouse. Great. Newhouse has started before this before this season. He started four games in the last two years. Uh, their center has been replaced because they have blood clots. Great. They lost James Devlin, their fullback, which I'm sure they have. Yeah, like that's really going to matter. Another right lacrosse there. bro who they injected with steroids is going to be good uh, <laughs> to replace They just them. have like a, a flattened body back there and they just blow up that body. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I love white Ready claws. Ready to go. <laughs> uh, and then Edelman has a chest injury. And the, the, the He's going to be playing. The only, the, the best matchup by, the, this is the best argument I can make for the Bills defense is the Patriots. They bat down a lot of passes and New England throws a lot of quick passes. And it's hard to throw short little passes against a defensive line that knocks passes down. I, That's my argument for the Bills. But the thing is, it's game. like what I already know what New England's going to do, especially against this Buffalo Bills team. I Gordon Edelman, they're just going to get a few passes here and there. It's James White and Burkhead are just going to tear this team apart. I just feel like they're going to be I don't doing. Think so I think they they're going to be doing the they cover thing the entire time. But they have fast linebackers. They cover well. I'm just. I feel like James White's going to have a gigantic game. He just had a baby last week, which is why he didn't play That's with true. Miami. This is going to be for his child. Uh, Are you really believing that he, the man doesn't love his child enough to he beat the even, Buffalo Bills? He just had it. He, he doesn't, doesn't even, even know, know it. He doesn't even know the child. So the other thing I think we've underrated here is New England's defense. They've allowed 17 points, which is I first. Agree, they force six turnovers. They're allowing four net yards per pass, which is first. They're allowing 2.3 yards in 10, which is first. So these are two of the five best defenses playing against each other. Um, and like I do want to mention that Bills game. They had that one Allen interception. Oh they had a they had a, a fumble they lost in the red zone. You know, they gave they gave seven points away. They lost at least three points. The game should have been a bigger win than it was than what it took for them to, to intercept Danny Dalton and seal it. But they they've lost some points that they should have had there because of that. I, I think this is gonna be a low scoring game though. Honestly, I think it's gonna be like a twenty three twenty sort of game. I think Buffalo has the defense to play with the injured New England team, and uh, I think it's gonna be nasty. I think it's gonna be a nasty game. I think you live in an effing fantasy <laughs> world. Is what you live in right here. Well, this is sure. not for anything sure. what you just said right there. Because here's the thing: when it comes to the Tom Brady and the New England Patriots this year. I agree with everything you just said about that defense. I think that's what's scary about this season. This defense may be the best in the NFL, and it is so freaking good, and I don't think anybody is going to be able to put up a lot of points on them, which in reverse, that New England offense is going to be able to still control the ball, still put up plenty of points. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, about low-scoring, close game. New England is going to blow this team out, and it's just because, by the way, has he... Has he only lost like two or three games against Buffalo Bills in his entire career? They've Tom? won the last five matchups. Are you sure on yeah, this? Yeah, I think the last time. Yeah, we're gonna come back on this. The, stat. I think the last time Buffalo beat him, I think it was with Kyle Orton, where oh he rolled out and threw a touchdown in the corner of the end zone, and that was like four years ago. Good lord. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, and this is the typical New England thing. You get excited for yeah. a game, you're like. Buffalo's 3-0. Yeah. I love the Bills. This is the normal the thing The Patriots here. are 3-0. I can't wait for this game. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's 21-0. Yeah, Why do I care about anything? Why do I care anymore? I'm done. Uh, that being said, I'm going st- to let my heart fly. Good. I'm going to let it soar. Good. You let your boy go. I got Buffalo winning 23-16. Okay. <laughs> All right. There it is. I have, uh, by the way, just to show you what I have here, I have New England 35. I have the Bills 17. Okay. I can't believe you right now. You I, picked so much with your heart that yeah. any logic went out the, the door and you the said this is The one thing I want to say, too, I think Josh Allen is scheme-proof. Like, you can't trick him. Okay. You can't scheme for the athleticism. The, he's going to look at the blitzes. Belichick is running at him. He's going to be like, okay. You realize. And then he's going to run forward and run backwards, spin around. How well escape. has a running quarterback ever worked with Bill Belichick? Uh, it's I never mean, worked. There's your answer. Hey, Hey, Here's wa- my the other wildcat, thing. The wildcat what what quarterback has worked with Bill Belichick? Name them both. Patrick Mahomes. No, he hasn't even worked with Bill Belichick. Yeah, he's scored. His names points. are Eli Manning and Nick Foles. How is that possible that those are the kryptonite of Bill I Belichick? I mean, the Super Bowl. That's the point. I think that's the game that matters Jake that we're talking Pl- Jake about. Jake beat him Until once. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs beat them in the playoffs, it's still Nick Foles and Eli Manning are Bill Belichick's kryptonite. And Jake Plummer and Peyton Manning beat him once. Jake Plummer was once. Uh, Peyton Manning beat him twice. Peyton Manning was around for Jake too Plummer long to only beat him, beat him twice. 
Yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. They had changed the rules because he was so so upset. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's not gonna be fun. <laughs> it's probably not gonna be fun, but I hope. I it's want you to be watch fun. this whole game. I'll watch the condensed you version. T- no, you better text me the entire time. No, because I can't because they're on the same time as Houston. No, it's cool. I'll get you the split screen. I got you. Okay. I can get them both for you. Don't worry. All right. I can good. set up your Xbox. I'm for, I'm, get, I'm for it. I'm cool. for it. All right. So the last game we have here are the new the Dallas Cowboys are going to New Orleans. Yeehaw! Uh, don't go to New Orleans. Don't be from Texas and Why? go to New Orleans. Everybody loves New Orleans. Everybody compliments <laughs> the Saints games. They say even if you're from whatever team that you are that they're playing I'm, against to go. I'm still I still have alcohol poisoning. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah my, don't my go to the street. Don't, don't go to Bourbon. Don't don't, do don't drink Everclear at ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, the Saints are two and a so half scary. point favorites. So Teddy Bridgewater. 1.8 average completion yards, 3.3 average air yards, a 7.4% aggressive in- index. Negative uh, 6.7 average pass to the sticks. Against New Orleans, against Seattle, they had two non-offensive touchdowns, a punt return for a touchdown, a fumble return for a touchdown. They start another drive inside of the Saints 30-yard line. And this was like the most passive, most conservative, most uh, afraid like football I've ever seen. Like this is like accidentally like their game plan was when you you actually see somebody's bra strap you go oh I gotta go to confession the next day like it was it was as conservative as you can possibly be and it was very upsetting to me but they were able to win last week but I don't think it means much at all for this week. I agree with you, but only in a sense where I disagree. Last week did mean something. That was a big big freaking win. I mean, it's and a, here, it's all that. But I'm saying like as far as. Extrapolating it to the future in this we, week, I don't think it means can much. Can we please talk about how once again Taylor was right that Sean Payton listens to the show because otherwise he wouldn't have given Kamara as many touches as he did without listening to my response. Well, guess how many s- touches he had? How many touches? Twenty-five. There it is. You said like oh, he needs that forty. Hey, here's my thing. How many other touches did anybody else get? I don't even know. I think Mike Thomas was the most one up. I think he had and seven he had, targets. Oh, yeah, like five touches overall. Oh, he had five catches on seven targets. There you go. 54 yards. They only gave the ball to Kamara, which is all you need to do. And they went into and Seattle and have, they won. And you need to have two non-offensive touchdowns. But they won. Yeah, I know they as won. As much as you could say it's that, important. it was it's the good. entire team. And that's where I feel like they are going to lose this game, not only because Dallas is the greatest team I've ever seen in my life, but because the Saints were so emotional about last week, Teddy B was crying after the game, apparently. They had a big emotional speech from the defensive guys before the game. I mean, everything just seemed to go well where this was their Super Bowl to prove all of the doubters wrong. We're still here. We don't need Drew Brees. We got this. That was their big win. I just don't see them having that same type of emotion, same type of drive this week that they did last, even though it is in the Dome. Yeah. No, I, th- I think so, too. And also, like, so if this entire if Bridgewater doesn't throw the ball downfield, like it doesn't that. matter. Like he ha- he has to do something this week. He does he won't be able to do what he did last week unless you know Dak throws two pick sixes or something. Uh, and Kamara last week, like you mentioned, he had 16 carries for 69 yards, one touchdown, long of 16. He had 19 yards before contact, 50 yards after contact. And this is one of those performances where uh, you mentioned like this is dragging the entire offense. He had nine catches on 10 targets for 92 yards, one touchdown. 29 yards is the long. Uh, his average catch came 1.3 yards behind the line of scrimmage. That's good. And then he turned that into an average uh, catch of 9.2 yards. So it was like every catch with him, he gained 10 yards extra on his own. And so like he did that against Kendricks and, and Wagner and a good Seattle defense. But like, I don't know. He, the Dallas was able to hold him down pretty well last year when they played. And Varian Escher, very good. Jalen Smith is very good. And so I don't see the same thing happening this week. Unless, again... They get two non-offensive touchdowns that they're able to survive off of. But that's what we, I can touch on right now. Again, I'll talk about my team on how much I love them more than life itself. However, the defense hasn't showed me anything for Dallas. You can say whatever you want. Jalen Smith does not look good. You know, I don't know. Some? Like he's ranked 58th out of all linebackers according to Pro Football Focus. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, doing that's it. what we're doing right now. We are going down this route, and I know how much it makes you angry. But that's my issue. Jalen Smith hasn't looked good, period. Even without the stats, even without anything, as far as what the eyes can tell you, it's not the same. He's not flying across from one side to the other. He's kind of just out there and doing his thing. I have been really disappointed in this defense besides Byron Jones more than anything else. And I'm hoping this defense is going to be able to show up in the Dome once again against New Orleans because they will be wanting revenge. 
And when it comes to even Sunday night games, Dallas is like half and half with their wins and losses. While the Saints, they barely lose on Sunday night. It's going to be a difficult one, but I expect my offense to just dominate. Well, and that's where the matchup is here because the Saints aren't very good stopping the deep pass. Um, Right now, so far this year, they've allowed 12 for 22 deep passes for 432 yards, one touchdown. And that's not including, and then Goff, including that, was one for three. So between Deshaun Watson and between Russell Wilson, they're able to complete 11 for 19 deep passes. And these are passes over 15 yards. And also the Saints are, uh, they're they're 26th in DVOA against deep passes. And they're going going up against a Dallas team where Dak Prescott's been awesome at throwing the ball downfield. Amari Cooper has been targeted five for uh, been targeted six times. He has five catches for 140 yards and two touchdowns on passes over 15 yards. Like Lattimore's been good, like breaking down the ball, but not very good at playing one versus one deep. And I, I think that's what this game comes down to. I think it comes down to who's gonna be better at Dak Prescott's ability to throw the ball downfield or Alvin Kamara's ability to carry the entire offense on his own. That's a fair point. I would say that I agree, especially because for me, the defense is just gonna force him to throw. They're gonna make Teddy B beat them. And they're just going to, I would hope, sell out and just try to stop Kamara. That's all the only thing I'd be focusing on. When it comes to Amari, Amari apparently had an MRI on the ankle. Mm. Uh, and the foot was bothering him earlier during the year when it comes to preseason. So I'm wondering if he's going to be okay, but I don't think it's that serious. And then with, uh, you have Cobb in the middle, and then you have, what's his face? Why am I blanking? Gall- Galloway? Yeah. Okay. Gallup is hurt. No, Gallup. That's who I'm thinking. I don't know why. I yeah, thought Gallup Gallup was hurt, though. I was thinking Galladay, actually, from Detroit. But Gallup being out, that also is a big difference. And now, if you have Amari kind of crippled, I mean, you are kind of peeling back your wide receivers. Yeah. So the only one that I feel like you're going to have here is Cobb and Smith, and if Amari and can't go. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, but that's an entirely different game. That's what I talk about where the Dallas is just way too dominant. I wasn't even going to touch on the running game, but since you brought it up, Pollard and Zeke are the greatest duo I've ever seen well, the in my Saints, entire life. Well, the Saints life. also have a really good run defense, too. doesn't matter to me. Zeke can go out there, and he gets 100 yards in his sleep. They're just going to give him the ball 23 times. He's going to have a meaningless 101 yards. Pollard may come in for a few touches, but in the end, I agree with your point overall. This is about Dak being able to throw the ball downfield against these corners. This is about him being able to put up points. And are they going to be able to match touchdown for touchdown as far as Teddy B with Dak? Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I don't think it's even a matching thing. I think it's like, oh, we're up by 10. We have this game now. But Teddy B is going to have to throw. He's going to have to do something. It's like the same thing with Lamar Jackson, same thing with Kirk Cousins, where these quarterbacks are fine and dandy whenever it comes to just be the game manager, be the guy who's just going to be the safe play. But what if you're down? What if you're having them throw the ball? Are they going to be able to do it? None of the guys I just mentioned have shown that they're able to do it, at least on a consistent basis. The Teddy B thing really did disappoint me last week. I won't lie. I I thought they would try to throw him downfield at least a little bit. And you were big on Teddy B. I still love him. He's the highest paid backup, and that's what you give me? Brissett is better. I mean, his his leg exploded. You know, the fact that he's been playing football again is amazing. It's, he's still the highest paid I mean, backup, his, though. Yeah, that's fine. All right, but let me touch more on his some whole, Dallas his, talk here. His entire leg exploded. This team, yeah, so let's touch on this because I was brought it up by Austin, of course. Did you hear about what Zeke does before the games because Jerry Jones? No. I uh, See, this is how I know that you're out of the loop and you've just been focusing on your personal car thing. It's in shamble. But, so apparently, <laughs> Jerry Jones is asked about Robert Quinn's uh, celebration dance after he made the sack last week. And Jerry Jones then <laughs> brought up entirely something separate of Zeke before every single game. He's naked, and he's riding around a broomstick slapping his ass, acting like a cowboy. That sounds like fun. And by the way, whenever he brought it up, every all of the talking heads were like, can you believe it? I don't think that encourages anybody. And everyone's laughing. I go, it's guys just having fun. Yeah, guys but the problem is, and it's what people said, Jerry, don't say that. Just don't. Just don't say it to the media. Just keep it to yourself. If it's like a tradition, something funny that yeah. the guys are doing in the locker room, don't say it's it. It's locker room talk. Like, don't say it. Or just say, uh, if you didn't ask them, you should see what that old boy Elliot does or something like that. <laughs> Wait till you see him slap that ass of his. No, yeah, just leave yeah. some imagination a little bit. So do you think he's going to come riding in the town of Broomstick and they're going to beat the Saints this weekend? What's your pick for this one? Oh, oh wait. So we're already wrapping this up? All right. Hold on. I'm sorry. I just keep going with Dallas. 
Uh, let me get my score. Easily, I have Dallas winning this game, but I have it, I think, simultaneously close. Let me see. I have So I have Dallas winning 27-13. Okay, cool. I was like, don't tell me we have the same because otherwise people are going to think I cheated. Dallas 31, Saints 21. I have them winning by 10 here. I just feel like Dallas are going to be able to still put up points. Yeah, I missed too many points. You missed too many points, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're wrong, yeah, as usual. I think it's too many points. Come on, this entire show has just been about how I was right the entire time. Uh, I mean, you're right about some things. I was right about Carolina. I was right about New Orleans. I was right about Baltimore. I was wrong about Kansas City. Yeah. And that's the one thing I admitted on was Patrick Mahomes. But other than that, dude, I've been solid this season. You need to step up. You need to bring your game I've been, next time. I've been right me. about things, but I have to bring it up every time I'm right about something. Why? Because I'm, I'm, I just say what I say. Let it sit there. It's out there. But nobody ever believes you're right on anything. It's fine. I don't know. I know what the doing. truth is. But the truth is you're always wrong. No. I think that's why you don't say anything. And why am I 7-2 and two right now? You're only 7-2 and two because you cheat with your uh, little okay. point system. Okay. That's why. Okay. All right. All right. So to recap, I have Houston winning 27-23. You have Carolina winning 27-23. I have Baltimore winning 27-20. You have Baltimore winning 28-26. I have the Bills... With the upset, 23-16. You have New England, 35-17. I have Dallas, 27-13. <laughs> and you have Dallas, 31-21. <laughs> you are it's, wanting me to catch up. You just bragged about your winning and loss. I hope, because otherwise you'll give me so much crap. I have to have New England beat them, because if the Buffalo win, you are going... one of the greatest You are life. really going to come in. You won't stop smiling the entire show, which I won't I be can't, able to stand. I, can't, I already can't stop smiling just thinking about This is about disgusting. I'm so wait. grossed out with you I'm right so now. I'm so excited. I hate you. I just wish the game was at 3, but instead of it being at 12... I may have to go somewhere and watch this one. Well, it's because nobody expected it to be a big game. That's the issue. They, whenever they put noon games on, it means that they just don't care. Yeah. That's what noon games are. It's all the games you're going on at once. These are all the games we don't care I about. I am really glad in the season preview we did that I picked. I was like, either Buffalo or the Jets are going to be like 9-7 have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm really glad I picked Buffalo. I'm Fair. really glad. I at least have my Carolina thing correct. Yeah, I'm glad I picked Buffalo on that one. So... Anyways, I don't brag about what I pick, what I'm right about. Please. I mean, I'm just glad I picked Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it just it's made the whole thing more enjoyable. <laughs> um, well, that's all, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm very sorry that my life's a wreck and I was barely even able to do the show today. Uh, but hopefully we'll be back in place next week and we'll talk about the Texans-Panthers game. Maybe we'll do a Texans-Falcons preview on its own, but if not, we'll do the show again uh, next Thursday. For sure. But in the meantime, my name is Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. Thank you for being on today, Taylor. And make sure you tell your friends, your family, uh, your doctor, your dentist, you know, whatever you're doing. Tell them about the show. Make sure uh, to like and listen to it. I think we should start like riding some brewsticks and slapping our ass naked. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>